This is the Cash Value Solutions Podcast, where your hosts, Jason Polmeyer and Kyle Mann, shed light on little-known money truths to help you take control of your financial future and become your own banker. Subscribe, rate, and review the show, and check us out at CashValueSolutions.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to this week's show. Kyle and I are back, and uh, we got a topic for you. And we're going to be focusing on product, not process this week. Do you want to elaborate, Kyle? Yeah, we're going to be uh, talking about the different types of whole life insurance because they're not all whole life insurance or permanent insurance is the same. Whole life insurance is not just whole life insurance. No. Okay. So the first thing we have here that you guys will want to know is you want to be with, uh, to practice IBC, you want to have participating whole life insurance dividend-paying, whole life insurance. Yes, participating means that it is able to participate in the dividends right. from the company. The profits of the company. Yeah. Okay. There's also non-participating whole life. That is not ideally what you want to practice IBC with. There is no dividends paid on non-participating whole life. And if you're curious uh, and you don't know what your policy is, you, you can reach out to us and send us something. But um, the easiest way for you to look and, and the most time efficient, just look and see if there's any uh, language about dividends on your uh, contract. That should tell you, if you have dividends being paid, that it's a participating whole life insurance policy. Yeah, if you guys have any questions about policies that you have enforced right now with other people and you're just not sure about it, feel free to send it to us and with uh, the team we have of experts, like I mean, we we can we can take a look out of it for free and tell you exactly what it is or answer questions. Yeah, and potentially you could even start practicing IBC with that. Sure. So, what do we have next, Kyle? Next up, um, we're going to be talking about how not all companies offer PUA riders, which is paid up additions. Okay, let me explain that to our listeners. I don't think we've went <clears throat> very detailed into the aspects of whole life insurance. So for you guys listening, a paid up addition rider is something that we attach to the whole life policy. What it does is instead of taking two, three, four years to start building cash value, when we attach this and pay money into the paid up addition rider, we're able to build cash value inside the policy immediately. Yes. How it works is when you pay money into a PUA, let's say you pay $1,000 into a PUA rider, the company, uh, or when you pay that into the company, you purchase death benefit with that. Maybe, depending on age, health, and everything, maybe that'll purchase you $3,000 of death benefit but that is paid up death benefit that will never have premium due on it again. Okay. So you purchase death benefit, which is paid up, paid up additions. Does that make sense? Did that, what do you think, Kyle? I think so. Yeah. Okay. And that's why, because it's paid up, that's why you see cash value immediately. Now that cash value has to equal the death benefit at age 121. That's when the contracts endow. That's why you see cash value immediately with these riders. Yeah, one way you can look at um, paid-up additions as um, many whole-life policies that are already paid up. 
So like you said, no more premiums due. So it's a mini policy itself paid up. Right. And so, okay, you guys are probably thinking now, well, gosh, if I keep paying into that PUA rider, I'm going to have a ton of policies, right? Well, technically, yes. Each one is its own little mini policy. But the companies, when you purchase a policy, they just group it all together and you see all the cash value as one. Yep. Okay. All right. Next up, we have... And this goes along with the PUA rider as well. Not all companies have a flexible PUA rider. What do we mean by that, Kyle? Yeah, so um, that's kind of with IBC. We like we talk about having flexibility, and the paid up additions rider is what allows us to have that flexibility because it's not it's not due every year. But some companies, um, let's say if you're going to have ten thousand dollars of paid up additions that can be paid into. Um, that policy each year. Some companies, if you don't pay that whole $10,000 every single year, they will reduce the amount that you can pay into that paid up additions rider. Exactly. And also with going along with that, they some companies could even take it away if you don't pay into it, okay? So a lot of times there'll be a minimum amount of money that you have to pay into the PUA rider to keep it open and on the policy, but it's a small amount of what in Kyle's example, where you could pay up to 10000 it's a small amount of that. That's why we say it's not due every year. Yeah, we're sure that we use uh, companies that are extremely flexible with their paid-up addition rider. Yeah, and that also allows you guys to, um, even though you, you want to pay into that paid-up additions rider, you aren't committing to, I have to pay in that $10,000 every year. You yes. want to do that, but you aren't committed to having to do it. And also that to go along with that, you know, there's also companies that will allow you to backfill a policy. Say with Kyle's example again, you could pay in ten thousand dollars this year, but say you only pay in five. Next year you pay in ten thousand and you have some extra money along. Well, you could go ahead and backfill then with some companies that additional five thousand that you didn't fill the last year. So there's a lot of flexibility with these policies. Yeah. And yep. th- that's very important with this whole life policy that you're going to be purchasing because everybody has varying cash flow, especially in the agricultural industry. Yeah. I mean, we can't uh, predict the weather. We can't control the weather. We can't control price. So we don't know what that year is always going to look like. Right. We do our best to set things up with good expectations in the beginning, but things change. And the paid up edition rider is is the best way to vary that. Yeah, and so moving on to our next topic, um, permanent insurance does not mean that it's whole life insurance, and that gets grouped in a lot. People just think of it either being term or permanent, and it's all the same, but it's not. Yeah, there's a lot of different types of life insurance out there, and uh, so just for your guys' information, there's two types of permanent life insurance. There's whole life insurance, and universal life insurance. Um, Kyle, you want to elaborate a little more on that? I know it's it's really common for people to see, hear permanent life insurance and just think a whole life, but that's not always the case. Yeah, so like uh, whole life insurance, um, it is not market-based at all. It has guarantees in it. So there is no risk of loss to your money. Um and universal life, the different variants, there's universal life, there's vari- variable universal life, there's indexed universal life, just to name a few. 
and those have a market component um, attached to them. And, IUL and BUL do. Yes. And um, those also have like a, they have your interest side bearing account and then your insurance account where it's not bundled together like it is with whole life. And so things can vary and we don't necessarily have all the guarantees that um, dividend paying whole life has. This doesn't mean that universal life and its variance is a horrible product. It's a tool just like everything else, but with it lacking the solid guarantees that um, dividend paying whole life has, we do not use that um, for the infinite banking concept. Right. Not necessarily a bad tool. It just needs to be sold with the correct education to the person that's going to buy it. Sure. But for you guys, we just want you to understand if somebody tells you that, yeah, this is permanent life insurance, you got to make sure to make the distinction. Is this whole life or is this universal life? They're both permanent insurance, but they're two different types of permanent insurance. Yeah, and you you can read a lot of different stuff about universal life. People hate it. People love it. And in the future, we plan on doing an in-depth podcast um, so you guys can learn a little more and be a little more familiar with it. Yeah, well said, Kyle. Okay, um, next thing. There are stock mutual companies. Excuse me. There are stock insurance companies and mutual insurance companies. You want to expand on that, Kyle? Yeah, so a stock company is actually owned by the stockholders. So the profits of the company at the end of the year are shared with the shareholders or stockholders of that company. With a mutual company, that company is actually owned by the policyholders. So all the profits at the end of the year are shared with the policyholders. And that's why we use mutual companies. Exactly. And they they do things to benefit the policyholders because those are the owners while while as stock companies you know they focus on profit for the stockholders. Right, exactly. They may have interests that are more aligned with pleasing the stockholders or shareholders in that quarter versus pol- uh mutual companies that are looking out for the policyholders best interest. And again, we're not saying stockhold stock held uh life insurance companies are bad, never to use them. It's a tool like anything else. And with infinite banking, I mean, that's what we're focusing on. That's So that's why we use dividend paying whole life. Absolutely. I mean, both both types of companies, I mean, they're life insurance companies, okay? They're, they're conservative. Um, it's just that when you look at the structure, mutual insurance companies make the most sense as to why you would practice, who you would practice the infinite banking concept with. Yeah. And then to kind of move on to our last topic here, uh, we'll just go over term briefly. So term insurance is just, uh, it's life insurance coverage for a specific period of time, whether that's yearly, 10, 15, 20, 30 year term. It's, it's over a certain period of time. So if you die during that time, you'll get a payout, but, um, you're not, it's not permanent throughout your whole life. Right. And there is also what we call term riders that are separate from term insurance. Term riders can be attached to whole life insurance. Yeah, that helps us um, get more paid up additions in the policy to boost early cash values. Right. So there's also two different types of term insurance. One can be attached to whole life insurance. The other one is a separate product purchased separately from the whole life insurance policy. 
Yeah, and if if you don't have the cash flow to actually start a policy at this time, you know, you can always go ahead and get some coverage at least with term insurance and we can actually use convertible term. So um, that means that you go through your underwriting process and that health rating that you're at right now, when you purchase the term insurance, you can later convert that to whole life insurance with that same health rating, regardless of whether your health has deteriorated or changed. Right. We really like convertible term for situations like that, where somebody doesn't have the cash flow yet to do an IBC policy. It's cheap. And then you know that you can at least get an IBC policy down the road when you have more cash flow coming in. And at the end of the day, you've provided coverage too. I mean, Mm -hmm. let's not completely discount the fact that whole life insurance does supply death benefit, right? Yeah. I mean, if, if you have a family or, you know, anything like that, you definitely should have some coverage because think if you're the, especially if you're the breadwinner, if you uh, would pass away, who is going to be there to um, help your family out? I mean, there's, they're going to lose income or even if um, you're not the breadwinner and the, your spouse, you know, would pass away, you have children to take care of, you're still losing some income and you're going to have a period of mourning too. Like you're not going to be the same for a while. For sure. Uh, and as Kyle has said, through this whole thing, it's another tool, you know, and, and tools have their place. Yep. So anything else you want to cover in this episode, Kyle? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. Thanks again for tuning in guys. We'll talk to you next week. This was the cash value solutions podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate and review the show. Check us out at cashvaluesolutions.com, And don't forget to tune in next week.